Hello, and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast wishing you a safe and socialist new year. Shout out to the man in our Gmail who wishes we had a capitalist <laughs> new year. Uh, <laughs> Wait, can I? Oh, no. I was going to read the email, but is that mean? I mean, I think we could, but maybe On at a, the yeah. end. Mm. Maybe as like a PS. <laughs> it's just in so the outro. Exactly. <laughs> the okay, outros you, are always yeah. cha- chaotic. So if I, you listen to the end, you may or may not hear an email that a libertarian man wrote. <laughs> <laughs> We've been telling people to email us, and it finally happened. And we so. got the email of our dreams. Exactly. <laughs> what you wish for, folks. The 2020 monkey's paw curled again. This is the email that we got. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, today we have Laura, Bianca, Julia, Zoe, and Kellen. And today we're just kind of taking a moment to reflect on what this last year for all of us uh, and also us individually, uh, what we have to look forward to or dread in 2021, and as always, some astrology and some tarot. <laughs> the thing that I first want to just say is I I think one of the more interesting things that's going to happen this year is like 2020 has become such a verb. It's like, oh, it's 2020-ing again or like whatever the fuck. Like it's it can be anything at this point because it has taken on a life of its own, I think particularly in the US, possibly not as much elsewhere because other people actually maybe care about their citizens. I don't know. I mean, not all, obviously, but some. Uh, And I just am, like, interested in general about, like, how the colloquialisms will change. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about, you know how Google does those engrams where they show how, like, frequently certain words are used throughout history? I was like, quarantine? Well, I feel like quarantine goes through waves that match when global pandemics happen but like quarantine i'm sure will be huge this year just like other words social distance yeah as sourdough well. maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. i feel like i saw this tweet that was like i'm starting to understand why like in the 1920s after the 1918 pandemic everyone was just like going crazy and dressing up for no mm. reason and, like, <laughs> yeah, I oh my that. god i, I saw that too <laughs> I'm like, one, I'm excited for when we can finally do that. And two, I definitely expect that to happen. Like, I think we're going to I'm going to buy see... a flapper dress. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, my God. I think they're going to make a comeback for the 20s. I'm I feel like, yeah. I'm ready to just absolutely <laughs> lose my shit at some, like, Hamptons party. First of all, I need to find somebody yeah. that can invite me to a Hamptons party. No, you can I know crash we- it. Literally no people. Oh my god, yeah, we should all we'll take Season Long of the Island Bitch Railroad. Hamptons <laughs> crashing. Yes, <laughs> crashing oh, your Hamptons party. Pure I'm say, I've been to the Hamptons once and it honestly was like one of the worst weekends I've ever had in my life, so. Fair yeah, enough. who fucking needs it? It's a bad place. I mean, that checks out. But I still would go crash a party with you guys, to be clear. I wasn't <laughs> ruining the fun, I'm just saying, Hamptons, not all they're cracked up to be. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. The thing I'm going to do as soon as I get the vaccine is two things. Number one, 
kiss each and every single <laughs> one of everyone. you on the yes. mouth on the mouth <laughs> right on the mouth with tongue like with like you're all fucking we're making out that's what's happening Holy. after the after the vaccine number 2 I don't know if y'all saw that video going around the internet, but I'm literally going to be that guy in a London bar, except it'll probably just like be me in somewhere. I don't know. And he's just like, I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. And then it's just like that song, uh, like, which I, I don't know. You got to see it. It's honestly powerful, but that's the energy that I hope we're bringing in. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I love that little. A reason for living. <laughs> I want to stand with you on a mountain. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I know the song you're talking yeah. about. It took me until that moment. But. <laughs> I was realizing I was doing, but like it builds up to that point. And it's oh, yeah. just this guy. And he's like, anyway, doesn't matter. You should look it. You'll find it. You should look it. You should look it up. You'll find it on the internet easily enough. I love that. But before we get into what's coming up uh, and our hopes and dreams for this coming year, (laughs) uh, let's talk about this last year. So sorry for the, uh, you know, possible 180 whiplash. Uh, Long, long season of the bitch listeners may know that last year we did a New Year's episode as well. And on New Year's Eve was the day that one of my parents passed away. Um, And so my whole year has like certainly been uh, deeply defined by that. And then in addition, all these other layers, right? Um, I also unfortunately had two other family members pass away this year. Um, So for me, it's, it's been a very interesting time to have such intense grief happening throughout the year and then this whole other like cultural phenomenon uh and and like moment in history um happening globally and of course like nationally around me and you know that of course has its own set of grief the grief for the life that we planned for this year um the grief for the possible future things that could have happened for us um and then grief among like how our friendships have changed and what that looks like when um we're kind of forced into these almost completely online interactions um yeah Yeah. I guess I do feel like I mean both because of COVID and just because of life in general like this has just been a year where like a lot of people have lost people and it's just a very weird and hard time for that I think like I don't know I was thinking about how like um my my mom's dad passed away um almost two years ago now but like at the beginning of 2019 and like one of the last times that I got to see like all of my family and be with them was at his funeral Mm -hmm. and like on the anniversary of that none of us could be together because it was pandemic Um, and it just was really weird to be like this is like 
the only time that I've gotten to see people was sort of in this context of like grieving. And also now we can't really do that again for a long time. Um, also just like for me, um, both of my dad's parents right now are like going through a lot of scary like medical stuff, not related to COVID, but like it's basically been impossible to see them. Like I got to see my right. grandfather through like a window in like the hospice facility that he's in, but like we couldn't actually see him in person or like hug him because COVID, which totally makes sense and like right. was the safe thing to do. But it also was really hard to be like, we were like talking to him on a cell phone through the door, which like he doesn't really know how to use. And like, it was very just like weird. And I think like, even though it's, for like some good medical reasons it is very hard to just be like you can't really see the people that you're like losing during this time yeah. um and I feel like that just adds this extra layer to it that's so hard yeah I I ended up going to like five funerals this year and for like four of them I I was in charge of being the person who zoomed other people into oh it um, so it's just such a fucking weird time. And like also going off of what you were saying, uh, my grandmother was one of the people that passed away this year and my mom couldn't come to see her because my mom was also like receiving cancer treatments in Florida and like couldn't be there and all the COVID things. And so I like went masked up as like the representative for my mom. So it's like th there's so many layers to this grief you know like also if you went through a breakup or a split up or separation from people um which is almost everyone on this podcast literally <laughs> it's all grief that's what i was yeah. trying to say yeah yeah no definitely um as a as a covid breakup haver there's definitely like just thinking about what my life was like when quarantine started versus now yeah. and it's like processing things is so different because you don't have the same ways of like going to blow off steam or like going to meet people like out in the wild like it's mm -hmm. just a very weird time for like processing things because usually after breakup i would like Go with my friends. Yes. Make out mm -hmm. with some strangers. And yeah. it's like, out with strangers. <laughs> I know. I know. And like, you can't just jump into sexting with a person. You got to like develop some rapport. And so it's like, uh, yeah, it's like different. Yeah. The rebound is, it's a different experience. In there the is no era. rebound, at least right. in my experience. Like, right. I, I, it's ended, much more challenging. Yeah. I ended a, I guess, like six or seven year relationship at the beginning of quarantine. And man, that is bad timing. Mm. Bad, bad timing. Yeah. It is. I remember <laughs> texting Zoe back when Zoe still lived in New York, RIP. RIP. Um, after, because, like, Zoe's breakup was, like, a couple months after mine and being, like, we should be at a gay bar right now. <laughs> and yeah. there's oh something gosh. seriously yeah. wrong. We should have been making world. out with both each other and strangers. Bar, honestly, mm. It hurts. <laughs> I took it for hurts. granted not making out with all my friends when I had the opportunity to, you know? I know. I had True. so many chances and I was like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's why as soon as like people are vaccinated and stuff everyone's just making out yeah we're normalizing wow. making out <laughs> i do feel like that's it. a really good point though i wonder if people are gonna be like 
I don't know, more just like bold and go for what they want because like think, we we all know the yeah. opportunity could be taken well, away now. As we're going to get to with the astrology forecast, astrology tends to agree with some some boldness in 2021. Oh. <laughs> we're getting thoughty, baby. I was talking to a friend of mine about this like just like how insane it's going to be at like bars and stuff. Like oh once God, yeah. we're vaccinated, people are just like sloppily kissing literally everywhere. And people and are just yeah, it's gonna be I like- feel like half the gay clubs I go to, maybe this is just a Buffalo thing, but there's always like dudes giving each other head in a corner. I feel like <laughs> what I was gonna say, I I feel like bars in New York aren't always like that, but it does remind me of like when I first got to college, there's like this monthly queer party and like the first one of the year is always insane because it's all the freshmen who are like feeling free to like come out and make out with people for the first time. And it's just like in the first couple of years I was in college, it was in like our student center. So it's like a weird space. (laughs) It's literally like an office building and there's just like people on these weird like networking couches, just like, yeah, giving each other head, making out. Where where is it? Oh, in in Learner. I think they actually have moved it now, but it's in like the basement of Learner. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that hurts me in my soul. Yeah, it was was rough. But you know, it was also really fun fun and great like you know that that first like event that you get to go to i think that's what it's going to be like that's everywhere what 2021 is going to be exactly yeah. <laughs> um, kind of ready oh yeah obviously we also had the election stress um can't really reflect on 2020 without thinking about um how super tuesday should have oh, been God. Uh, done in a completely different way based on the fact that there was a massive global pandemic happening. Um, And again, we're stuck with uh, a society that is... I mean, we were stuck with it anyway, but we had more of a chance if, like, we... If anything worked in the system, but of course, why would it? So A, not only all of if you couldn't, if you have scrubbed it from your memory, all of the other like viable Democratic candidates dropping out and giving their support to Joe Biden just before Super Tuesday, as well as um, mixed messaging about staying home uh, and not voting um, and where where that messaging went to. So obvi- and then you know not to mention the the rest of the time since then, which uh, it's been it's been a, a time for that. But at least we can go to brunch now. So you win some, you lose some. You know what I mean. <laughs> at least we have Kamala, um, my boss bitch. Uh, Harris as our VP queen. So girl power, girl boss. She got her vaccine today. Oh, that was unfortunately shown queen. to me on Twitter. What an icon! <laughs> it um, is just so weird to me to think back to like when the California primary happened and like Bernie won, and it was like I was so excited, and then oh. just like it was all downhill from there. Like. Yeah, oh my god. I don't think I felt that excited about. Yeah, like I especially like political excitement. I have not felt that since that moment. Since February, March. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was just thinking so many of my life events revolved like this year revolved around the election like specifically mm. my birthday was on super tuesday oh my god which was, like wild because i was like yeah it was at that it was like the point where i was like okay all these candidates are dropping out to support joe and i was like feeling really demoralized about it and then of course that was happening in the backdrop of the pandemic and so i was like this is just a weird time to be celebrating my birthday. I remember the last thing that I did was like, I had a couple friends over to my apartment, like the first or second week of March. And in our heads, we all knew that that was going to be the last time that we were able to do something like this yeah. before we all went into quarantine. We were like, happy birthday. Then I was just like, <laughs> time to uh, shut myself in forever. And then I remembered uh, like the day that the election was called, in November, November 7th, uh, well, was wild for a lot of reasons. But yeah. then the next day, I tested positive for COVID. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So literally just, like, rant. Like, things just happening in my life concurrently with the election was just so weird. Oh, the other thing was, I remember I was on this date in February. Whatever month the Iowa caucus happened. But I was at this person's house or apartment and we thought it would be a good idea to watch the Iowa caucus together. Oh my God. <laughs> and of course, like people know how that turned out. Cause like nothing happened. Right. Like, the, like they couldn't figure out anything. They were like, we how had- do we make this so that it seems like mayor Pete won? I know. Yeah. Right. And like, after like two hours, we were like, I don't want to do this anymore. And we had a It's wild that, I didn't realize Super Tuesday was your birthday. First of all, Super Tuesday should not be in Pisces season. Like, no right. offense, but like people aren't thinking straight at that time of the year. So that's why. No offense. <laughs> also, um, shout out to one of my best friends whose birthday was on election day. Oh my gosh. Um, and like, why is election day during Scorpio season? Uh, we need to get it together as a country (laughs) country. we need to stop having major (laughs) election days or any major days during water Water sign seasons like that's just not really okay no absolutely not (laughs) um so then yeah as bianca obviously got to and like what is this conversation if not talking about covid and covid stress and all the things that fucking came with that obviously for me as someone who like experienced uh death this year but it wasn't related to covid also having the fear especially because my sister got covid um of like other family members of mine dying this year because we're at such a higher risk for these things it was just a fucking nightmare right on top of like one on top of another so i know like we all have things we could say about how specifically this has affected us yeah i feel like it's such a big thing in like i don't know i mean this may just be like the queer communities that i'm in but i feel like a lot of us are immunocompromised and it was like very scary to like i don't know like i have a friend who is hiv positive who like was expected to keep going into work even though their job is definitely not essential and could have been done from home and like i was just so worried for them because like I feel like it would be so much worse if they were to get it and like they're fine and like hopefully now that the vaccine is a thing they'll be able to get it soon but it's just like 
I feel like there are so many ways that there's like all these extra fears on top of like sort of the typical like 20 something like I'll probably be fine if I get it because it's not that bad um even though we know that that's not even like true and it can still be very bad for younger people to get it but the ableism that has just fucking crept yeah just jumped out it's like i have several friends with like very intense chronic illnesses whether it's hiv or lupus or anything like that where you are at such high risk and then for them to to be told like to hear this messaging of like well, it's only going to affect XYZ population, but like that population being right. a population that they're a part of and like are just kind of getting this messaging of like, you aren't actually valid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only is doing a lot of work there. Like it's just going to impact these people. <sighs> and it's like, why is that so easy to right. dismiss, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I know that many, if not all of us, I think actually, at least at one point or another, experienced um, being unemployed or at least underemployed um, during this time. And obviously, with that jives with what was the percentage? Fucking 33% at one point. Yeah. Yeah, it was something crazy high. It was like one in four, one in three, something like that. Yeah. Of people. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, my unemployment situation was a little bit different than some folks. Like I know a lot of people got laid off or maybe just graduated college or were in a situation where they were like kind of entering the workforce for the first time. Um, and for me, uh, I left my my steady full-time job that I had uh, because I needed to take care of family members who were sick. Um, And then COVID happened, but I was still able to uh, actually secure some unemployment benefits in, um, in the sense that because I left my job to take care of ill family members, um, I was able to procure like a third of my salary and then for like the amount of time that it allowed us that like extra amount um, that was specific to p- pandemic. What is it called? Assistance. Pandemic assistance. Um, and it's been an interesting time for me personally because while I am feeling the stress of like I want I need to like figure some things out like I, I think part-time is going to be a thing that I'm going to go into first. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of it for me is because I've experienced so much loss this year. Like, I don't think, like, on an ability level that I would be able to work a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So it's been this weird thing where I'm, like, grateful to have this opportunity to, like, be in this system, which, like, our systems are obviously, like, they fall so, so short in so many ways. But I still do feel really grateful that, like, I don't think I could qualify for disability in this way. I know there are some things around that, around um, loss of parents and things like that. But I think they run out after a certain amount of time, whatever, whatever. Unemployment has been a weird time. And I know it's coming up on a year where a lot of the unemployment benefits started. So for a lot of mm-hmm. us, it's it's we're 
because these things work on a year basis, there's a lot of questions, at least that I have of like, what is that going to look like when we hit the the year mark, but we're still at like Mm -hmm. as high of numbers, if not higher um, than that time last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I mean, I, I also feel like very lucky because I was, I was in this like, journalism program and graduated and was looking for work and obviously this is like a terrible time to be looking for work Mm -hmm. um but I was living with family in the bay area and like didn't have to pay rent and so I was like very I felt like much more secure I think than I would have if I was just like completely out on my own and that was really helpful. I also feel like, I mean, a lot of people that I know who did, you know, get their hours cut or were laid off, like they ended up having to go into like working at a grocery store or like, because a lot of these jobs like are still hiring, but then that also means that you have to be putting yourself at risk Mm -hmm. and be in kind of one of the most dangerous situations in order to try to earn a living, which also is very scary. And like, I felt lucky that I didn't have to do that, but also it was, you know, like weird and stressful to see a lot of my friends who graduated this program with me, like having to do that because they didn't have another choice and they didn't have family they could live with. Um, And yeah, I I do feel like there's something weird about just how these like very dangerous jobs are becoming like the only option for a lot of Mm -hmm. people and like how people are forced into that by capitalism. It's bad. It is bad. That just reminded me of that man's email again. (laughs) Oh my god! Anytime any mention of capitalism, redirects to that man. I know. I can't wait. He does not know the influence he has. (laughs) I honestly, I hope he's listening to this. I feel like he might be. He seems to be kind of a fan. So yeah. Right. I was like, yeah. he got our email. So I mean, he <laughs> had to have like either looked us up or listened to the very end of some episode. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed to be listening. So we'll fucking right. see. Yeah, I hope we'll we get a second out. email after this being like, I heard you talking about me. How and I was so it? flattered. You're welcome, sir. How many leftist podcasts can say they have garnered the attention of a libertarian? <laughs> <laughs> that's our our crowning achievement (laughs) i also this is like very off topic but laura when you were mentioning like pandemic assistance i was just thinking about how you know the acronym is like pandemic unemployment assistance so it's p-u-a and every time i saw that i always thought of pickup Pickup artists because it's the same acronym (laughs) which is sad and i think it indicates i spend too much time on like reddit or something yeah or like tumblr i don't know but yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know i just feel like it's weird how there's all these like new terms and acronyms that have come into our vernacular the urban dictionary has to update itself yeah so true (laughs) oh my gosh uh yeah i think like the last two things we're talking about like the covid related stress and then the unemployment stress for me is like so wrapped up into like one thing Mm -hmm. because for me like what happened was I was like working this paralegal job in March and by like mid to late March, they were like still having me come into the office. And I was obviously getting like really, really stressed out about that because like my job is something that I, I like really only need a computer to do and I could very easily do remotely. And so 
Um, but the attorneys I was working with was were like very insistent that like there like was this imperative for me and the other paralegal to like be in the office at all times. And I was like, I don't think that's true, whatever. But they were like, oh, like you won't be as productive if you're working from home. I was like, who cares about productivity right now? Like literally, <laughs> what? Literally, like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like who cares? Like why are you still expecting 100% productivity? Like people are dying, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened was like, okay, so I was like, okay, I got to work with this other paralegal. And I was like, okay, we got to like, um, figure out a way to present to our bosses that like it is a workable thing for us to be able to work from home. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, like coming up with all these ideas and we sat down with our boss one day and our boss was like, okay, so here's the best I can offer you. Uh, I can let you two alternate days that you can come in. So like you'll come in one day, you'll come in the next day etc etc and I was like no like how like coming oh in God, like God. two to three days a week is still putting me and the other paralegal like at risk especially since a lot of these attorneys are also like 60 plus years old so I'm like I don't want to expose you if I'm taking the subway to work and so like I was like still very adamant about sticking to this plan that we had devised together that I was like okay like here is like how we can make working from home feasible for us but then my coworker like immediately defected. He was like, yeah, like alternating days is like totally fine with me. And I was like, what? Oh, like, what no. did we just uh, think about this for so long? Why did you immediately acquiesce? And I, and like my boss was looking at me very expectantly, like, so what about you? And I was like, no. <laughs> and, but then, yeah, I literally was like, I don't want to do this, but I really didn't think I, I didn't have another choice. I was like, we're fine. We're just going to continue to do this. And then, there was, this, there was the executive order by the governor that was like, okay, if you're not an essential business, your workers have to work from home. So then we started to work from home. And a week later, I got cold called saying that I was furloughed. And then when I asked to furloughed until when, my boss was like, uh, I don't know, until the pandemic gets better. I was like, all right, effectively, I'm laid off. Like, it does, oh like this furlough means nothing. And so I was like, okay, I don't have a job right now. It's a terrible time, as Julia said, to be looking for work. Um, but I was very, very lucky in that I got my new job probably like a month after that, after my furlough slash layoff. But they told me they couldn't start me until August and I got the job in April. So I knew there were going to be several oh. months where I was going to be jobless. But the other thing that I kind of am fortunate for is like, I did qualify for unemployment benefits in New York. And because there was like the portion of money that I got from the state of New York, plus the $600 federal stimulus, yeah. even post-tax, I was making more money yeah. than I was collecting from my like paid job, like my paychecks, which I think just speaks more to like how like poorly I and a lot of other people who work yeah. similar kind of jobs as me yeah. are paid um but like i was no, like it's okay, insane it's, it was terrible yeah i was like okay like weirdly i am more financially stable now when i don't have a job than when i did have a job which makes absolutely no sense um but and then i was like also fortunate because the 600 dollars per week federal stimulus expired the week that i started my new job 
So I had that like big chunk of money for the entirety of the time I was unemployed. So that from a financial standpoint, I was like, fine. But like, I think the thing that kind of ate at me the most was just like not having that Mm. much. Well, I, I don't know. It was like, how do I like space out? How do I like figure out what to do with my days when I don't have a thing that is occupying me for like eight hours of every weekday? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess that kind of like flows well into like joining this podcast because I was like, oh, like, because <laughs> I remember like applying in the midst of being like totally unemployed. And I was like, oh, like- oh my God. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to. I love that because I also joined the podcast while extremely unemployed. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that I was like just like oh bored and looking for things to do. I was really like okay, like I want to like channel honestly like the rage I was feeling for like so many mm. things that I was like feeling and experiencing at the time in into like a channel that I thought could be like good and like a community of people who I thought would probably relate or agree with like how I was feeling. Love that. So, yeah, that was Ugh, just like I'm literally like, in love yeah. with both of you, and I just like can't, just can't wait to kiss you right on the mouth. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot wait for the season of the bitch makeout retreat 2021. Personally, I think we should be high up on the vaccine list. Um, podcasters, podcasters, podcasters. Yeah. that's a for job. Th- it's for the <laughs> specific purpose of us all being able to make out with each each other <laughs> while on mushrooms at my house in buffalo <laughs> so please find oh, it in your yes. hearts to send us some vaccines please government Pfizer, <laughs> if you're at listening Pfizer, at yeah <laughs> we'll do a, a sponsored ad we'll do a sponsored you. ad we might even also make out with you we'll Ooh. see how it goes i mean oh like send a pic first and we'll talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The person who gives me the vaccine. Zoe's face. (laughs) Because I'm now just imagining our email full of like. like, I I could get you vaccines for a kiss. Mm. Oh my god. But yeah, I I totally agree with everything (laughs) you were saying, Bianca, about joining this podcast and just how it's been like truly just a light in my life during this crazy crazy year like I also was feeling very just aimless and like I did not know what I was doing when I applied to join you guys and it's been I mean it's just been great I love you all and this has been like oh my god just the most amazing community (laughs) to have during this time I feel like I, I guess I also want, just wanted to talk about how, like, joining when I was in California and, like, with most of you guys being closer to the East Coast, I feel like had this been not during, like, a pandemic where we're all on Zoom anyway, I feel like it might have been even harder. But, like, we were already doing the reading group and, like, mm-hmm. seeing each other all the time on Zoom. And I feel like I just felt like I got to, like, plug in right away and join this great community. And that was really a positive of this year to me. You're yeah. a positive of Yeah, agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I'm- I feel like the podcast has been through a lot of changes in 2020. Obviously, well, no, I was going to say all good, like not all good because we of course missed the host that left, but <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> well, Right, of course. So I don't want to be like, everything's amazing. But I think like just like the way that the podcast continues to evolve is amazing and yeah. we all love each other. 
Oh. So when I was on Molly like last <laughs> month, this is a weird time because I was on it with uh, a person with whom I had a, a soft quarantine breakup. Anyways, that's not related to what I was about to say. <laughs> what I was about to say was like when I was like experiencing that, I think anytime I am on this drug, I feel this need to like express how I feel about other people yes. in like the best way possible, which is why I like it so much. But I just like randomly, I think it was extremely random, like texted our group chat and was like, I feel so thankful to a <laughs> podcast. I felt very politically lost and didn't feel like I had a political home until I joined the podcast. And like, I'm so thankful. And like, I really truly stand by, of course I like stand Aww. by that still. Oh my God. That crying. was so sweet. <laughs> I love that. Well, and then I feel like we all were on various, like I'm stoned. I love you all so much too. Oh, I'm drunk. Yeah. I love you all so much too. <laughs> Classic. What <laughs> were we? All- yeah. Oh, well. we were all just like, oh my god! I also am not sober and love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Which, relatedly, I think is varying levels of this episode. Um, although I'm just drinking Real. mimosas, but regardless, yeah. No, I'm so happy that y'all joined this podcast, and I totally agree that it's been like an anchoring thing in this world that's been so wild. Yeah. Um, on like a more like, so go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, because we've always recorded on the internet and been in different locations, yeah. I do feel like the podcast mm-hmm. is like the only thing that kind of remained the same in it's my like life a this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I do I also think like the side of things that like people who listen to the podcast don't see is that before or after basically every episode we check in, we're like, what's going on? You know we find out about each other's lives we're also constantly texting each other so like there's not always that much new information to share <laughs> but like it's just been you know everything right having this like group of friends has been <laughs> we literally do know everything yes if you're, um, if you're talking to any member of the coven we yeah we, we all know, know. We, yeah we know. um for better or for worse um and i it's been huge because like not to like get back into the like whatever sad stuff but I mentioned earlier that like I went through a breakup of like I as I said like six or seven years um at the beginning of quarantine and my life has changed so much since the beginning of like or like since 2019 that it's almost unrecognizable and that's sad like it is sad and I miss that in some ways my life that I had at like the end of 2019, but it also changed for a reason, not in like an everything happens for a reason, corny ass, like live, laugh, love way, but in a way that like it needed to change. And I've learned a lot in 2020 and I just wanted to share a little bit with y'all. And I think my biggest lesson was like, if there's something that you really wish you were doing, like do it, not in a way of like, Oh, I really wish that, like, I were, like, on a beach in Bora Bora right now. Like, (laughs) fuck off. No. I mean, like, I used to get so jealous. This is, like, deep Kellen sharing time. But I used to get so jealous, like, people that I knew that I grew up with who I thought were straight and then found out they were, like, dating women. I would have this, like, (gasps) deep incandescent, like, jealousy rage where I was just like, why the fuck can't that be me? And if there's a part of you that feels that way about probably anything where it's like, there's something that I deeply want to do and I, I feel like I can't, like maybe you can and maybe you should explore that. 
because mm-hmm. like there's a reason that I was so upset and it was because I was gay and like we've talked all the time on this podcast about like I've not not been gay or not known I was gay for a long time but I thought I was bi I was on the bisexual whatever episode and <laughs> like it which is I stand by that episode it's so good but no, also so like good. it's really good it still I, sticks with me yeah also, yeah I just want to say for the people at home Laura's now crying for what might be the third <laughs> and we love that we love that for Laura and we love that for us but like <laughs> Kellen, I'm just like so fucking proud of you Thank you so much. Yeah, 2020 was like, I, I like ended 2019 being like something seriously wrong with my life. And I started 2020 and like the early months of 2020 was me figuring out what that was. And it was just that like I was with somebody that I like fundamentally couldn't be with because I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. And like, I'm really lucky in that that person and I are still best friends and like life has worked out in ways that I thought it wasn't going to because everything was so scary at the beginning. But like, it, you know, I don't know, I've been I've been really lucky. And so I'm super thankful for that 2020 has been one of the hardest years of my life, for a whole variety of reasons. Um, But it's also been like the most one of the most changing i'm in my saturn return what's Yay. up um Same. oh my god y'all are aquarius oh my god mine just we're happened returning, baby That's and so yeah and the other thing that was a big development is that i got a tiktok in 2020 oh my god um, <laughs> it's actually not a big development but i just did it like three days ago and i don't have very many followers and um but kellen already went basically viral so yes you did no i went yes like, she did <laughs> yes she did send me the tiktok i'm not on tiktok yeah, my please. only association it's so good so is like so good but like four people have watched my latest TikTok. So it's like, you know, what are you going to do? The point is, <laughs> is that if you are listening to this podcast, you need to stop what you're doing right now. Go on TikTok, search for Smellin H. That's S-M-E-L-L-E-N-H. Like Kellen, but Smellin, Smellin H. If you're driving, pause it and pull over. And then it, okay. And we can be TikTok friends. All of my content is either gay or thirst traps. So what is there not <laughs> you love to love? To there it. is nothing I not love to like. Yeah. <laughs> so um, similarly, I just wanted to mention. <laughs> Self-promotion <laughs> moment. Yes. That this, this year in 2020, and this was honestly inspired by uh, members of this coven, uh, because we all just got real thirsty, um, and no, like I, no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> and just like wanted an outlet to send these like beautiful hot photos to, and so we just sent them to each other, and then I started kind of making them into collages and things like this, and so now, so like part of my supplemental income in 2020 was turning people's lewds into uh, art and. Who is just to say how many of the co-hosts have had this done? Still waiting on some. It's fine. Uh (laughs) I will say when the account started, I'm still honored because I was like a third of the account's content. Since then, Laura's gotten a lot of um, commissions and it's really taken off. But I will say 
founding model. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. No. Um, And that is at Sexy Sappho on Instagram. (laughs) And if you or your loved ones have some lewds that you want to be turned into art, you can just like help, help your favorite um weird podcast host <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> I felt weird even saying that because I'm like I want everyone to be your favorite but like I'm one of your favorites out of the people that you're we're your favorite to. podcast and we're all your favorite hosts we know yeah yeah <laughs> well that reminds me of that tweet that I think somebody well, I think we retweeted it from the season of the bitch twitter account but it was the one that was like podcast hosts all look like this and it was like three and it was white cartoon, and then someone was like season of <laughs> managed to uh escape this trope and we were like yeah (laughs) hell yeah okay so welcome to one of our final segments this is the astrology forecast of 2021 shout out to my sources for this section which are bustle.com and (laughs) several zoomer tiktok astrologers that i hell yeah (laughs) so there's like a lot of things happening in 2021 i just pulled a few major things to talk about. Um, the first one is that starting in 2021, well, actually starting with the great conjunction that just happened, um, we are now in the age of Aquarius, which to me, horrifying. Oh it's just kidding. dawning of the age of Aquarius. Age of yes. Aquarius. <laughs> yes. Um, so I the- want to stand <laughs> with- <laughs> so the great conjunction in aquarius which took place starting in late december marks the first alignment of jupiter and saturn in the sun of the water bearer since 1405 wow how many years so this is the closest conjunction between these two um planets in nearly 400 years with saturn and aquarius um this will last through 2023 and Jupiter remains here for most of the next year as well. So we're officially entering a period marked by um, Aquarius's traits of like being progressive, forward thinking, kind of social justice oriented. Um, and also a fixed sign being pretty like stubborn and set in their ways. So this will be heavily felt um, in February of 2021, during which there will be seven planets in Aquarius, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, and the asteroid Pallas, Pallas? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it'll be there too. So the Aquarius's social justice energy will be like kind of the guiding framework of our society through 2021 and a couple more years ahead. Next is the major eclipses in Gemini and my personal favorite, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. (laughs) All of the lunar and solar eclipses throughout 2021 will take place on the Gemini-Sag axis. Um, So these are sister signs. They are opposite each other and therefore... That is the axis. So this means that any eclipse will be either in Sag or Gemini during 2021. So this will bring about um, dramatic revelations, sudden endings, and a lot of unexpected new beginnings. The first pair (laughs) of spring 2021 eclipses will be on May 26th and June 10th, which fall. Oh, and then in the fall, the eclipses will be November 19th and December 4th. 
So the Gemini and Sagittarius ruled eclipses will catalyze huge shifts in the way we think and communicate with our surroundings, as well as how we relate to the world at large. Um, this is kind of about like learning to understand emotions and relationships on a more logical level and changing up personal belief systems. Um, and thanks to the eclipses, our spiritual compasses and thought process might look different um, once 2022 rolls around, because I don't know if you know this, Gemini and Sagittarius, very, very forward thinking, also very horny. Horniness <laughs> brings us into our next major astrological event, the Venus-Mars conjunction. Um, in oh case boy. you don't know, you ha you're not on our Patreon, oh you're not boy. listening to our astrology <laughs> episodes. Um, Venus is the planet of love and Mars is the planet of sex. And they will align in Leo on July 13th. In Leo? Get it. Oh, boy. In Leo, That's, yes. like, right Just near my birthday as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Venus wants to junction during Leo season. I literally am dying. This summer is going to be really <laughs> wild. Yeah, so this is a conjunction between the two planets that occurs um, about once every two years. And it'll kick off a new cycle when it comes to relationships, sexual expression, and creativity. Um, people will get bolder, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, in the way they chase after what they want and to be more expressive about what brings them pleasure. Um, and the conjunction, like July 13th is kind of like the main day, but it will last from June 27th to July 21st. On top of that, neither Venus nor Mars will retrograde this year. So Whoa, like things will be like, yeah, things will be like going pretty smoothly when it comes to like love and sex there won't be any like major retrogrades um and yeah like i i think it's interesting depending on kind of how the vaccine continues to pan out like this summer might be horny as shit everyone okay <laughs> prepare yourself <laughs> yes seriously be safe yourself. get tested the um, multiple and... layers of getting tested <laughs> right right yeah. that's why i was like <laughs> means all so of the many above things. yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever tests you can get get them done uh <laughs> And finally, um, the last thing I'm going to talk about is one of the most significant astrological series that will define the course of the next year from start to finish, and it is the Saturn-Uranus squares. So Saturn is a planet of rules, restrictions, and traditions, and it's spending the year in Aquarius, as we kind of talked about, and then Uranus is the change-making planet of awakenings and shock value, but that will be in Taurus, which is a more... Uh, kind of stubborn and like grounded sign. So these will be pretty conflicting planetary energies, which will come to a head on three separate occasions during 2021. Forming tense square aspects with each other on February 14th, June 14th, and one final time, December 24th. Whoa. That's almost exactly a year from this recording. <laughs> um, I think Christmas just happened. This is my best. This is my weather forecaster voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I want to see you pointing to a map, but it's like one of those like multi it's just stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this friction will cause serious clashes when it comes to blending old structures with new ways of thinking in society. Saturn's restrictive energy will try to find ways to maintain tradition and cling to the past, while rebellious Uranus will push to shake up the status quo and embrace futuristic innovations. These squares will challenge us to be more progressive and question our belief systems while completely rethinking what we thought was possible. Essentially, they're teaching us to open our minds and change our ways to make the world a better place. You love to see it. You love to see it. A lot is gonna happen. Uh, Be prepared. Yeah. I've now predicted all of 2021 based on astrology, and you can at me if I'm right about everything, which I will be. <laughs> 
as a quintuple sag, it is your right. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. So before this recording, I also pulled a uh, tarot card, um, thinking about the upcoming year, uh, what could be in store for us, or what could be guidance that we should heed at this time. So the card that I pulled is Temperance. Um, That's my card. Are you fucking kidding me? I pull that card all the time, and it's the card associated with Sagittarius, like that's my card. So thank you so much. I feel very seen by 2021 already. Oh, I thought you meant it was the card you pulled also. Oh, I haven't looked That's at my what card I heard you yet. Meant also. And oh, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I shuffled <laughs> my deck, but I didn't pull it. Okay. Because I wanted to be surprised with you all. Okay. So um, I pulled temperance. So that means to find temperance in your cards is an indication that you have learned to avoid extreme measures. When emotions are running high, it becomes easy to see things in black and white. But the angel of temperance asks us to bring calmness and tranquility, to give space for our immediate emotional reactions to surface and release. With the combination of both mind and heart, conscious and unconscious, we can learn to walk the middle path with wisdom and elegance. Ooh. Amazing. Well, that's interesting because temperance is the card ruled by Sag. And as we've discussed, there's going to be a lot of Sag eclipses. So that's year true. of the Sag, I'm calling it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then the card that I pulled for 2021 is the two of swords, which also is interesting with, with what I just talked about, because swords are ruled by air signs. And we talked about the age of Aquarius, which is an air sign. So and the Gemini eclipse here. Yes. Ugh. Oh, it's going to be an airy year. That's concerning, but okay. As in air sign-ish, not as in airy. Okay. Anyway, the two of swords. Impasse, stillness, indecision. Complete standstill. Time passes by as you struggle to make a decision. Many choices lie before you. However, you're finding it easier to avoid the problem, shielding yourself from any possible consequences. Putting off making a decision will only make it worse. Very air sign. Consult with all the parts of yourself and use your body as a sensor to gauge what feels right. There's constant chatter among the different parts of you, and they're all fighting for your attention. Call a truce until all parties can come to a peaceful agreement. Gather as much information as you can to fill in the blanks to answer any concerns you may have. Your wants and needs by weighing pros and cons of decision. Ask yourself what the intention of the desired outcome is, trusting that it is for your highest good. Wow. 2020, roasted. <laughs> literally well this has been a lovely experience a lovely time everyone needs to go follow kellen's tiktok again that is at smellin h <laughs> that's me baby <laughs> so powerful um and you can follow fun artsy ludes at sexy zappo on instagram support lars art support kellen's art thank you so much support um, many members of season of the bees ludes but you <laughs> won't know which ones so oh, oh. <laughs> um so you know as always you can also follow us season of the bitch on instagram and twitter <laughs> at season of the bee uh bianca you're literal 
said I okay I know I ruined I ruined it because I just was so pleased by the smooth outro just keep going no (laughs) I'm so pleased with I'm just so pleased with you so (laughs) um you know you can rate review subscribe on iTunes you can you know do the things that you're supposed to do on Spotify you can give us your money on Patreon at patreon.com slash season of the bitch and there you can find that extra premium content that is so fucking good and you can join our discord and you know our reading groups and just generally know that you are supporting the fucking best leftist podcaster is out there um you oh, can yeah. email us oh, no! <laughs> which it's season of the gmail.com and let us read you our favorite email of the day of the month maybe of honestly of 2020 i can't remember the rest of our emails um here it is dear hosts I just started listening to your podcast, and it's very interesting. However, I'm not a leftist. I'm strongly libertarian. But I'm very intrigued by your opinions on capitalism. It is one of the things I hold dearest to my heart. It's not just... Just imagine. Anyway, continue, Zoe. (laughs) It is not just... Capitalism is the thing. Okay, continue. It's me. It's my family. It's the people I love, and it's capitalism. It's closest to my heart. It's not just a tool for oppression. It is the greatest system in the world. <laughs> it would be interesting to have a conversation with one of the coven. BTW, I like the pun of the Donovan song. Start quote, season of the witch, no end quote, period. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> Oh my god. I missed the part initially where he was like requesting to have like a public debate with one of us as well. But um <laughs> well, he, he, one of the coven right. like, he did can't not take all of us which one. <laughs> yeah, but... he was like it definitely won't be all of us, but one of you may speak to me at your convenience. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, you know, there's nothing like that than a way to again celebrate your favorite leftist feminist and socialist podcast by giving us money on patreon.com um love you all love you guys so much love you happy new year everyone season of the bitch